Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. episode 68 of the in kicks we trust podcast i am here with two-fifths of the in kicks we trust team today kev how's it going what's going on everyone so we're going to be doing something a little bit different for this episode so we're doing a panel episode for this one so this episode we'll be releasing on international women's day which is on my calendar up it's march 8th right march kev 8th. yeah march 8th. march 8th so um we brought back three former guests three female guests so we have jew jewberry Hey, you welcome back. It's been a while since we've had you on here. Thanks for having me. Jump back on. Uh, we have Monique. So this is Mo on Instagram. Hey, hey, ladies, take over. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. And we also have Taylor T. Lynn's back with us this week. So thanks for coming back, Taylor. Thanks. So we want to do a little bit of a panel this week. So we're going to have Kev take over here, but we're going to have a little bit of a panel discussion with these three ladies and just kind of talk about women in sneakers. And we have a contest that we'll announce after this. So um, let's get started. Kev. Yeah, thank you again. Just want to say uh, appreciate the three of you ladies uh, for jumping on. But we've had you on episodes before. And, um, you know, the reason why we called you back is because, you know, we wanted to get your opinions on International Women's Day. It's definitely a you know super important celebration, I guess we can call it. You know, just to celebrate the ladies. I mean, you know, we have so many events and things like that, but something where the ladies can shine, I think it's just something that requires a, a little bit more shine on on our episodes, especially with uh, with you guys too. So, appreciate you guys rejoining us uh, and having this panel discussion. So, just uh, I guess a quick roundtable. If our listeners haven't caught the episodes previously, but we have uh, Mo Christine, so YouTuber, IG extraordinaire. We had her on recently and uh, we're having her back here. Junia, she uh, is also um, a graphic designer, right? Entrepreneur as well. And she's also been in an episode uh, previously. T Lins, you know, one of TO's top collectors and also joined us on an episode previously where we discussed women in sneakers and just the evolution of females in the industry. So welcome back, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Glad so to be guess, back. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> so just, uh, I guess, just to start it off then, you know, we have uh, International Women's Day uh, on March 8th. So what does International Women's Day uh, mean to you and why do you think it's important for us to uh, observe and celebrate International Women's Day? I guess we'll start with uh, with Mo. Well, International Women's Day, I mean, it's every day, but (laughs) specifically on March 8th, it's just highlighting the achievements of women, whether it be politically, whether it be socially, whether it be economically, anything. So just celebrating their achievements and highlighting their stories, because we know you know, when it comes to equality and biases, it does happen in the world today when it comes to women. So just highlighting their achievements and also bringing awareness to the biases and hopefully challenging those biases. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, you know, you're right. We celebrate International Women's Day on March 8th, but you're right. Women's Day is an everyday thing, right? Like yeah. we have definitely come a long way in terms of equality, but, uh, you know, there's still a lot more that needs to be done in terms yeah. of I mean, just making uh, making that awareness across the board in terms of equality. Yeah. So, Jude, any thoughts? 
Yeah, pretty much what most said. I mean, it is a time to reflect on the women who came before us and who have relentlessly fought to champion the progress of women's rights. You know, like the focus on International Women's Day is a great opportunity as well to call for change because there's still a lot, a lot of work to do. You know, however, again, like Mo said, it's it's not a once a year thing. It should be like a year round thing where, you know, we think of rights. So many women, their livelihoods depend on getting treated humanely and equally. So I think it's really important, you know, at least to have that one day where everybody's kind of like, oh, right, women exist, <laughs> you know? Yeah, good thoughts there. Yeah, definitely. Taylor, anything else that uh, you want to add there to Mo and uh, Ju? Yeah, for me, I think it means hope. I believe that it's really important as it continues to spread awareness and showcase the progress that's been made, but also the work remaining to be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree with with all of you. I mean, we we have come a long way, but uh, you're right. I mean, we still are much, uh, you know, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done once a year to celebrate something like this. Definitely, like you said, yeah, women still exist. They're here, but behind the scenes, they're working the other 364 days, right? And uh, you know, we definitely have to highlight, you know, those accomplishments. Whether it's in, I mean, you know, we're a sneaker podcast. We talk about sneakers, and we've seen, you know, females sort of progress. But you know, not just in, in sneakers, but like, like Mo said, you know, economically, politically, you know, just everything as a whole, right? which is totally awesome. I mean, it's, it's great that you guys do the things that you do as well to highlight what you do. I know, you know, Mo, she's, uh, you know, she does her YouTube thing and definitely has a lot of shine, brings, uh, you know, her, her guests, uh, she has females on her show as well, which, uh, you know, definitely is uh, one of those things that highlights the female presence and, and Jew, you know, with her entrepreneurism. You know, we definitely love to see a lot of the stuff that she does, like her art and everything as well. And, you know, Taylor, she was on the episode last week and, you know, she was on a panel predominantly with with males. Right. And she always seems to be that one person that, you know, stands out just as the female. So, you know, we have people like you guys that are, you know, shining in your own respects. But at the same time, you know, you're paving the way for also for other females as well, which is awesome to see. So I guess getting into this, the sneaker questions that we had, you know, do you feel sneaker companies should be responsible for taking action on women's issues? You know, like we see a lot of this stuff day to day and, you know, we kind of expect certain things from, you know, big companies, I guess in this, in this instance, sneaker companies to take on these, uh, these women issues. And, you know, is that something that, you know, we should expect from them to do? For sure. And, I mean, we're consuming their products, right? right. Why not advocate for us? And, you have such a huge platform and such a huge influence on the world, really. So why not use your platform to spread awareness and advocate for change? I mean, it's it's a good change, right? So why not advocate and use your platform for that? Yeah, I mean, that's such a great point, too. I mean, when you think about just sports brands or like sneaker brands in general, there's so many female consumers, you know, there's uh, exclusive women's releases and we have uh, lines that are geared specifically to women athletes uh, celebrities uh, endorsing all sorts of women aspects of the of the sneaker world and you're right i mean if we have or it's known that you know you're, you're bringing on these people to you know sponsor your products then you should take that action for the consumers as well i think that's what 
a lot of the females want to see, right? Ju, any thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's great that they have a big platform and awareness is very important. I'm a little bit more skeptical when it comes to big companies getting into social causes. You know, like, I, I honestly don't turn to multinational corporations when it comes to that. You know, I, I really don't believe the company as a whole has like the best interests at heart, like the team behind mm -hmm. it might, the ones who are working on the campaigns. But at the end of the day, it's always about money and keeping a good image for the brand, you know, like behind closed doors, they kind of continue to perpetuate the harm that they publicly, you know, champion for. Like I've worked with so many big companies, footwear included, and I've witnessed some of the most problematic mentalities among the higher ups, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because the people who do believe in the campaign, the one that they bring in to, you know, create these really cool videos, you know, like for Nike and, and such, they believe in the things that they do. And they're the ones who, you know, like I really want to win, <laughs> you know, for us. When it comes to companies getting into these social causes, like, yes, the awareness is great, but who are they bringing in to work on these women's issues and what are their plans like what's the next step like say they're fundraising like where's the money going and how mm -hmm. much of it is going and you know like i would see as in terms of responsibilities that these companies have it would be being more inclusive to yeah the people who just want to buy their products you know like and uplift the women not only the celebrity endorsements but also the ones who work for their companies, you know, like promote more women, promote more women of color, you know, and spread the wealth, you know, like I know donations from these companies are usually for tax purposes, but while they're giving out their money, like why not try and seek out the smaller organizations that are struggling to get funds who are much closer to these marginalized communities, you know, and they get very little recognition and they do amazing work like women's shelters and so forth you know they might not be internationally renowned but they make they just do great work and they often get overlooked by these bigger corporations because maybe the image doesn't align with the demographic that they're trying to go for do you know what i mean yeah no definitely i mean you, you bring up some really really good points there and we'll get to taylor's thoughts too but you, you definitely make a good point is that I find that, and not just, I mean, I know this is International Women's Day episode and, you know, you're right uh, in terms of big corporations, but, you know, we've had so many different social movements recently, you know, BLM, you know, things for LGBTQT, like those types of equality and social uh, social issues. And yeah, we see the commercials. Yes, we see the, the, the campaigns, but once that's over or, you know, once they've done their their part, is that continuing on? the donations that they're getting, do we actually see the money being put to use? Like, is it going back to the communities that they say they're advocating for? I think they put up this, you know, big show at the beginning and then people don't really follow up, or at least I find that people aren't really following up unless the companies are kind of poked at in, in terms of, you know, finding out exactly where that money has gone to or where these campaigns are going next, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Taylor, sorry, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with both of you. Um, I do think that they should advocate, but on the other hand, not do it like, I guess, half-assed, either really 
advocate for it and follow through or don't do it at all if you're going to treat people as she was saying that she's experienced before sneakers is such a worldwide thing where everyone follows the hype so I think if they are really advocating for it people will go for it as well Mm -hmm. yeah exactly I think I feel like they do what's required for them at the beginning and then later on it's like I guess maybe they hope that people would just forget and then maybe it'll just pick back up next year when that same event happens again like you know every March 8th okay well March 8th is rolling around now so start to pick it back up again so people remember what we did last year that type of thing so yeah i think you're right a lot of these smaller groups they're the ones that are putting in the real hard work and they're the ones that are you know putting in that manpower and gathering you know people and creating more awareness than maybe these big companies would with you know commercial here and there or i know they do something like let's say for example they do we talked recently about Black History Month sneakers or they do like a Be True sneaker or something. And, you know, once that's done, they kind of just, uh, you know, wait until the next year for something to happen, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't do it. I think it's great. Like the the videos that Nike puts out, sometimes it's like, wow, like this does feel empowering. I just would love to see more, you know, like they have the platform they have the people power they have the money you know it's mm-hmm. like what's stopping them from you know doing just a little bit more again it always comes down to money and image so and it's not just the trendy thing to do at a certain time right you know it's not yeah. the trendy thing to put out a black history month video during february it's not the trendy thing to do uh like oh, some campaign with women during march right like you know it's it's an all year round thing where you know they're pushing for that in july and august and september when you know it's not the popular thing to do with the part you know in the news cycle at that time right yeah definitely that's a good point trev and and like you know mo said it's 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 an everyday thing you know as long as we we see that the effort is being made all year round and not just when it matters or when the date for that event happens right So the next question that we had was, um, what do you believe can be done by sneaker companies to address gender stereotypes? I think it's always inclusion. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. let more women participate and let them tell their stories, show their accomplishments, that they can perform just as well as their male counterparts. Also more funds, (laughs) more funds for female athletes, more sponsorships. Yeah, I think that's basically what I think they could do to um, help these issues. I completely agree with you. You hit it all on the nail right there because like advertisements are just like thrown in our faces, right? So no matter what we're scrolling, we're going to see LeBron James. We're going to see Kevin Durant. So why not throw some of the women out there? If it's thrown in our faces, it's going to, we're going to see it and we're going to know we're going to become aware. So if they do that a lot more, then I feel like that's better. I mean, that's making progress kind of thing. So. Yeah, I agree. People always think that nobody's going to watch women's sports, you know, but like the WNBA has been killing it. Mm-hmm. But then you see like the training center, like, you know how a couple months ago on social yeah. media, they were showing like the women's training center versus the men's. And it's like, come on, like, why is why is this still a problem? Like, mm-hmm. they're freaking good. Like the WNBA, I don't know why people are sleeping on this, like this league. NBA players look like they have a planet fitness that they can work out in. And the WNBA bubble has basically like any small hotel gym that you would find, you know, a couple treadmills, a few free weights, and that's it, right? Yeah, it's really pitiful, like looking mm-hmm. at the photo, you know, it's like these are like world-class athlete, like female athletes, you know? And, it, and then it's like, why? Why can't they get the same 
gym? Why can't they get the same equipment? And arguably, WNBA players are working harder than NBA players because they play two seasons. They play the WNBA season, then a lot of them play in Europe or wherever in the Middle East or wherever they play Australia. Like, so they play, I, I don't, I can't remember how long the season is, but four or five months, I'd say. And then they go play another three or four months in Europe or Asia or Australia, somewhere else. Right. So they're playing, you know, probably eight, nine months out of the year where an NBA player is playing six. Right. So arguably that's, that's harder on your body, male or female. Right. Yeah. And that's because they can't make enough money in the WNBA. So they have to go play elsewhere. Yeah, like don't some of these players like go to school as well or like, yeah. you know, like work at the same time? It's it's ridiculous. They do. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it is actually ridiculous. Like that was a that was a great example that you brought up too because I remember seeing that and just thinking, you know, how disappointing that was that you know, we're it, you know, this is 20 at the time it was 2021 and and we were seeing things like that and it's just, you know, why do we have such inequality in terms of just something as simple as the men having you know like you said you know world-class athlete type facilities whereas females are getting you know a, a treadmill is brought in here or there and they're kind of like working out of working out in like some banquet hall room or something it was something really i mean it was pitiful actually like just to sort of echo what, what you said it was i was pitiful the banquet hall is not even like good enough to it's literally looked like a, like smaller than any like classroom you would see in any school right like it was yeah. like correct me if i'm wrong but it was probably about that size maybe smaller like you know meanwhile the nba is working out in a banquet hall essentially right like they're working yeah. out of like a full convention center yeah you know my thoughts in terms of just you know with the sneaker companies too, to address the state gender stereotypes is is kind of almost the same thing as you know taking action on women's issues in a sense where it is up to them to sort of give more exposure to females, you know, like it's easy for them to, you know, give Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or these big male athletes, you know, 30 seconds and pay them millions to show up on, on a marketing ad or, you know, commercial. When you have women that are working, you know, twice as hard, maybe three times as hard, like you said, and, you know, they have, you know, just as big a following with a lot of the younger females that are looking up to some of these WNBA stars, not even just the WNBA, but women athletes, you know, all across the world, just in whatever sports, you know, like I was watching some of the Winter Olympics and, you know, there's big spotlights on, you know, men snowboarding and men, you know, all these male, the male side of uh, the sports Whereas, you know, the females were just kicking ass and nobody is, you know, nobody's watching them or they're not, sorry, not not nobody's watching, but they're not highlighting them the same way that they are for the females, which is unfortunate because you have these people that are actively following and wanting to watch these females grow, but, you know, they just think people want to watch the males. Yeah. um, I want to apologize. I said WNBA, but I just looked it up and it's just NCAA. The photo is still pitiful. Like it looks like somebody went to Costco and bought like a set of weights and yeah. uh, called it a day. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I kind of want to make two points off of that, Kev. First is um, like when we talk about like women having like you know their own like not just being in a campaign, right? I don't care to see a Paul George shoe like a signature shoe. I would love to see a Sue Bird signature shoe. I'm just gonna put that out there. I'm done with the Paul George line. We can just we can substitute Sue Bird for Paul George, and I think we're good there. <laughs> uh oh, i forgot what my second point was <laughs> come back to me <laughs> yeah but i mean along those lines i mean there's so many great wnba stars that probably should have 
their own sneaker, like signature sneaker, right? Like you have um, uh, Taraz, I never can pronounce her name, T Tarazi? Is Diana Tarazi. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she's got her own PEs for LeBrons, right? Which are highly sought after. But I feel like she needed her own signature sneaker, right? Like she was just, she's like a GOAT, right? She's WNBA GOAT and she doesn't have her own signature sneaker. Yeah, and I mean, like, think about it. I think Brianna Stewart, I believe, is the first one. She's She recently moved over to Puma, I believe, and I think they're planning on doing a signature sneaker for her or something like that. But there's been very few. And I mean, like, Sue Bird is the one that comes to mind for me. And you you talked about uh, Diana Tra Trousy, I believe it is. Tarasi, yeah. Tarasi, Tarasi. She, like, she had the LeBrons, and you're right, those were highly sought after. Sue Bird had the same thing. Like, she did Kyrie's, where they, they keep Sue fresh, I believe it was. And those mm -hmm. were highly sought after. I think it's not just about having women in, you know, advertisements and commercials. It's like, okay, let's get a signature shoe on someone, right? Because, you know, arguably some of those shoes could be transitioned into a men's size if they really wanted. And I, I think one of the other things is, um, I don't know if Steph Curry was the first one to do this. I don't, I don't want to make that claim, but someone reminded me of this actually when actually after they listened to your episode, Mo, if anyone remembers, Steph Curry had a letter written to him by a, a little girl don't remember the year maybe 17 18 or something like that when I mean, she was like why can't i get shoes in my size like why why do these not come in my size and they did like for international women's day that year they did like they did a whole release of a shoe that she designed it came like you know he got her a shoe in the size and it came in full women's sizing so i don't know that he was the first one to do that i don't want to make that claim but from what i read from that under armor does full sizing like his shoes come in sizing for men and women now yeah that's good that's a good point Trav. I, I forgot about that actually but yeah i mean you know and we talked about this when taylor was on her own episode too just you know the difficulty in getting sizes and you know you go from men's to gs to ps to td there, there's no way and and you know actually mo talked about this too like where's that women's sizing right like we're part of this whole thing too like gs is great school that essentially is targeted towards children, kids, right? There's no actual like women sizing. Like, well, they'll do like the, they'll do on the boxes, 10 women's equals eight and a half men's, right? But there's no actual women's. It kind of just, it's like a unisex sizing now that they use on the labeling instead of having their own set of sizes, right? And the quality is always trash on the GS sizing, you know? Like I, I feel lucky that I can wear the men's sizes, but I feel bad <laughs> for all my, you know, my female friends who are kind of stuck with like plastic material instead of leather <laughs> you know it really sucks and taylor you can probably speak to that with some of the retro pairs that you have right like <laughs> comparison to your pairs and david's pairs right there's a difference yeah definitely some of them are okay but obviously they're not as good because they put a lot more effort into the men's sizing but what really bothers me is like i look down at my gs shoe and you see boys sizing why does it have to be boys because yeah it could just be kids like it doesn't have to be a girl size or, or a boy size it could just be kids and saying uh, adding to that too it's sad because when people ask my size i say my grade school size first like you know why can't i say like i'm an eight women's i'm there saying oh i'm a six and a half grade school kind of thing so it's, it's sad because that's just what we have to resort to 
because even if you think about Mo, like I know when you were on, you talked about kind of like the comfort thing that you're going for, right? So you have like a lot of running shoes. I know you posted uh, Hirachis, I think it was today or the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. But some of those OG colorways that come in like Hirachi or anything like that, don't come in, like those OG colorways will come in a men's, they'll come in a grade school, but they won't come in a women's. No, just have to resolve it. Like, oh, I wear six and a half grade school before I even say I wear an eight women's. Yeah, and you know, good point too, and the quality too. I, I mean, it should be the same across the board. I mean, I understand with toddlers and, you know, they have to make um, adjustments for the actual sizing, but, you know, there shouldn't be a difference in leather quality when you have a men's shoe or like a women's shoe or grade school sizing. It should all sort of, I guess, essentially be cut from the same cloth if you want to say it, right? Like it should just literally be all the same leather. They shouldn't have like a you know, this is men's paired leather. This is what we're going to use for grade school. And it's going to be significantly less quality than, you know, what the men's pair is getting. But, you know, they still have to pay relatively the same amount, right? I think it all comes down to like saving money when it comes to producing the grade school sizing because, you know, it's like they have more pairs, uh, kids grow quicker. Mm-hmm. And so they use like the not so good material and, mm-hmm. Kids are kind of built differently than, you know, adult women. So it's all about the weight as well. So that's why they're like not using the men's or like the adult sort of material. But that doesn't excuse uh, the fact that they don't have women's sizing. But um, it's, it's kind of sort of the reasoning behind the bad quality of mm-hmm. GS. Yeah. That's from what I learned working in footwear. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It makes it makes complete sense, right? Like kids, you're right, they're built differently. They're going to treat shoes differently as well. So, you know, they're not going to give them the higher quality stuff because they know they're just going to kick around in them, I guess. Or, um, you know, the, the weight of, of a child is going to be different than the weight of an adult. So they're going to be using different quality materials to, to sort of compensate for that. But I mean, you know, in, in terms of just these bigger brands, Nike, Adidas, Reebok, Puma, etc. You know, how have you seen these brands become, you know, a little bit more inclusive? Like we've seen women in sneakers uh, sort of evolve with a lot of the collaborations. Um, sneaker of the year last year, arguably, was the Ama Manier, a, a women's exclusive sneaker. So how have you seen these brands be more inclusive to help uh, evolve sneakers for women? I think so. I mean, even just from browsing their websites like Adidas, Nike, I love seeing in their listing that it's gender neutral clothing or unisex sizing and seeing more body diversity as well in photos, which is a lot more than what I was exposed to growing up. Mm-hmm. So I think they are they are making progress very slowly, but sort of getting there, you know, like the more they have women in leadership roles, the faster it's going to change for all of us. I agree too. I feel like the pressure is on. Right now we're putting our foot on their necks. So they kind of have no, they have no choice. So I feel like if we, if we keep doing that, we're going to definitely make progress. So, you know, we do see it here and there and and definitely there's more than before. We just got to keep adding that pressure on their necks. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially with some bringing back the Jordan's women's sizing, thankfully. When you used to go on any web, like local shoe store websites, you go to women's section, you'll see maybe like half a page, not even. Mm-hmm. And you'll go to the men's section, you'll see like pages on pages. And even kids would have more pages than the women. So 
you definitely see a lot more women's options these days. So hopefully that continues. Yeah. And I mean, you know, great point in terms of just pressure. I think, you know, women now are definitely a lot more vocal, you know, as it was previously in terms of, you know, sneakers and athletic wear and that type of thing. It was kind of like whatever was available, women were just sort of forced into what was available. Like they didn't have any other choices, but now women are like, well, you know, my body type is this, you know, my foot type is this, uh, my bra size is this. I know Adidas recently had that ad where, you know, they talked about uh, sports bras and it was just basically different types of breasts for women on their ad. And it was very open ad, right? And I, I thought that was amazing for Adidas to do something like that because every woman is shaped different. And I mean, men are shaped differently too, but women, especially just in terms of athletic wear, there's so many different body types and they can't just be forced into this box. And women are more vocal now saying, you know, I think we need, or not, sorry, not, I think we know that we have these options available, but we need a, a wider range. And it's not just, you know, not just what you're giving to us, right? Like we need a, more of an evolution of, footwear types, bra types, you know, pant types or whatever the case is for whatever the sport is, right? Yeah, I totally agree. The only issue I have with that is like, I wish they wouldn't just call it plus size, you know, and just call it whatever it is and then just add the extra sizes for all the, you know, like the diverse bodies out there. Like I'm mm -hmm. on Nike's website right now and it's like plus size women's clothing. Clothing, It's like, okay, like we get it. You're including different bodies, but you don't have to call it that either. Mm -hmm. It could just be extended sizing. It doesn't have to be plus size. It could just be extended sizes. Yeah, that it's as simple as that. You know, we just want to feel included. We don't need to feel like we're the others within this already marginalized group. You know. Yeah. No. Exactly. I think that's a great point. You know, they've definitely done a little bit better with being inclusive, and not just for women too. I think we've seen a lot of campaigns too for. Nike did the the hijab for athletic wear too, like things like that. You know, the world is evolving. There's different types of people that are in sports, different needs and, um, you know, different body types. So I think with, I guess, females being a lot more vocal now and voicing their opinions and now with females also being in higher positions, like Ju mentioned, those issues are being addressed because you know somebody that's you know you know head of direct uh, marketing will say yeah you know what like i feel these pains too right like i have problems purchasing things as a consumer not just as the head of marketing or whatever the case is right yeah super random but like if you look at good american which is like chloe kardashian's clothing she does like from zero to like 20 or whatever the biggest size is all just in one like she doesn't separate it as this is plus size this is regular size like mm. she just makes it one which i don't understand why more companies don't do that as well yeah that's that's a good point i mean why do like why does it have to be considered a plus size once you get past like extra large or something right like it it should be from yeah from the smallest to the biggest it shouldn't be there shouldn't be any segregation in terms of you know what body type should be able to purchase what right okay so what would you like to see brands do more of for women in sneakers we've seen women exclusives we've seen collabs we've seen different artists and celebrities and that sort of thing is there anything in particular that uh, has crossed your mind that uh, some of these sneaker companies can do for women 
I think kind of like what we already discussed is just more women, like new women silhouettes for, you know, like star athletes or whatever, like more sponsorships and, you know, just highlighting all the excellent female athletes that, you know, kind of get overlooked and, you know, give them their signature sneakers. Why not? I would also say, like I said earlier, kind of just advertise it more, push it in our faces. Like you're pushing all like the male athletes and all the male silhouettes and just push, put it in our faces. Cause we're all on our phones and everything. We're all like into tech and stuff. So if it's in our face, we're going to know, you know, so do that. So you like, might as well just be aggressive, you know, it's yeah, like, we're here point, and we got money. <laughs> at this point, it's like, hello, like I'm here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm looking for reasons to spend my money. Just like, you know, they're listening to our phone like they should know by now that it's you just know, like on instagram it. on instagram i'm scrolling and i'm like scrolling <laughs> until like i'm like i don't even follow this person why do i keep seeing their posts throw it in our faces like that like it's just like that's just it's easy you do it already i think one of the things uh like in terms of the WNBA, like i think i would i would love to see more signature athletes for the WNBA. And growing up i never really watched the WNBA, and i think that was that was twofold it was never like it was never on tv well sorry i think it was mostly because it was never on tv and it was hard for me to watch like in canada specifically like everyone on this panel is canadian right you weren't able to get wnba games like they were hard to watch so it was harder to to see it and i think mo to your point it's not in your face enough and i think in the last like year and a half women's sports has been like really pushed to the forefront i think which is good like because you know last year there was some exciting stuff going on in the WNBA, you know, like I, I, I made a conscious effort to try and tune in more and watch and pay attention. Right. Cause it was, you know, some of the stuff was exciting there. I think it was the New York Liberty game that happened. And it was, uh, there was like a, a buzzer beater to, to finish off, like to start the season off. Like it was, it was an exciting season. Like there was exciting things happening and, you know, like I would like to pay more attention to it as a basketball fan. If you, you say you're a basketball fan, you should be a fan of, the WNBA. It shouldn't, it shouldn't just be the NBA. Right. Or, and, and that extends to college too. Like same thing with NCAA. You watch March Madness, like the men's, you should be watching March Madness for the women's. It's, it's basketball. Right. And I'm, I'm just specifically talking about basketball. I know there's other sports, but like, that's, that's where that's, that's my realm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, just in terms of, um, you know, these big companies, there's female silhouettes to a certain extent, but there isn't enough. And I find that, I, you know, there was a couple of Air Maxes that came out. Um, you know, they, they they were new silhouettes, um, but, you know, they kind of just, you know, flew under the radar. Uh, nothing special. They didn't do any, like, you know, major promotion or collaborations or, you know, special colorways or anything like that. It just kind of was like a GR sneaker. They were quite popular. I thought they looked really nice. But, you know, we need more of that. I think they need to just start, you know, getting into the, the um, you know, getting their design teams to just, like, focus specifically on some female um, silhouettes you know I, it's obvious that you know they like you know females are are consuming a lot of the um, silhouettes that are available now Air Maxes or Jordans or um, you know Adidas Yeezys whatever the case is but you know to have their own silhouettes I think that's something that you know sneaker companies need to focus more on or put a lot more energy into because um, you know we had I remember there was a Air Max, or was it Air Max or Nike Air Thea or a, um, Nike Air Max Dia, I think it was, like some of these um, newer silhouettes that kind of came out. But 
you know, they kind of just flew under the radar. And then after that, it was like, you know, kind of fizzled off. There wasn't anything, you know, special behind it. But I think, you know, if they put more effort into just creating new silhouettes or having, uh, you know, some females, you know, within the company design more of those sneakers for females, you know, just make that push just to show, you know, not even just a show, but just have something available for the consumers that take up a lot of the market as well. For sure. Have a table, just all females. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we're good to go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and I think that, you know, how else would you do it? Right. I think, you know, it makes sense. Females, obviously they, they, they know what they like. They're going to design a sneaker that fits for their foot or, you know, design elements, that type of thing. Right. So it would only make sense to have, you know, a round table of just all females, maybe to bang out some newer silhouettes. Yeah, I totally agree. But it has to be like women, either like female athletes or just female consumers, you know, like mm-hmm. the people who are looking to buy, you know, not yes. just executives or, I don't know, head of marketing or whatever, like they most of the time they don't know what we want, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're just looking to make the money, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a, a panel of, of females, athletes or consumers designing the sneaker, that would be, I mean, that would be super dope. I think that would be, that would be cool. I know, you know, just with uh, some of the designs, like we talked about recently, like, like Dornbecker, you know, when they have kids designing the sneakers and you just get a, a real organic type of, feel from that sneaker when you look at it you can see just you know all the elements of their story you know and not just that like the the silhouettes that they pick so if you have something similar on maybe a a women's sneaker i think that type of passion would show as well maybe on a new silhouette or you know something previous uh, where they would sort of upgrade a silhouette as well yeah so um i guess finally like what uh, what advice would you females have for other young aspiring females out there just in terms of international women's day you know supporting different causes uh, having your voice heard just you know things like that in terms of international women's day and, and female or women's issues i would definitely say to the girls and women out there you are capable of any and everything you're able to achieve everything if you just put your mind to it you can do it and keep advocating for yourself and advocating for others when you know what's right kind of thing, you know, like even you might get, you know, influence or people might persuade you and say like, this is the, the way stand your ground. Cause you know, what's right at the end of the day. Uh, very well said. And I agree with all that. Yeah. To add to it, it's basically like very simple. It's just do your thing, be true to yourself. Don't be afraid to speak up. Align yourself with groups of people who will uplift you. Yeah, who will uplift you through whatever journey you are going on. And don't let anybody hold you back from achieving greatness because we all have it in us. Agreed. And as well as don't let anybody ever tell you you can't do it because a woman's never done it before. Or that just because men are supposed to be doing it doesn't mean that you can't. Yeah, definitely agree with all of you there and you know just just like what taylor said you know just because you know a woman hasn't done it before doesn't mean it can't be done i remember there was a a nike commercial with i believe it was serena williams and you know it said it's crazy until you do it right and you know she had 
I mean, everyone knew she was, you know, a superstar, but, you know, until she had done it, everyone just thought it was crazy. Oh, a woman can't do this. A woman can't do that. But no, she broke out of those boundaries. She broke out of those stereotypes and she achieved for herself, right? For females and, you know, just showed the world that it can be done. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a man to do, you know, whatever you think that can be done. Anybody can do it, whether you're male, female, you know, child, whatever the case is. So just like what all of you said, you know, stand up for what you believe is right. And uh, don't let anybody else tell you that you can't do what you think that you can do. I just, I want to add kind of, it's it's also on on men to, to also make sure that we're making the push for this. And I mean, if this is a sneaker podcast, so I'll bring it back to sneakers as an example here. If there's a women's exclusive sneaker, it's not for you don't be taking a pair away from a woman uh, or for, from women in general, right? Like it's, it's not designed for you. Don't go after it. We've talked a couple of times, like I'm, I'm a size 12 men. So chances are, I'm never going to be able to get into those pairs. Like they're just never going to be in that size for me. But I think one of the things that really stood out Mo when you, you were on was we were talking about the atmosphere Jordan ones and I was going, yeah, like, I really like those. It's just, you know, oh, it's too bad. I wasn't able to get them in my size. And you were like, well, how did that feel? And I was kind of like, not good. Like, and you know, this wasn't a, this wasn't for me, like a pair that I was like, I have to have this in my collection. Like, this is a must, like, I'm not a sneakerhead if I don't have this, like, this is, this is my grail of all grails. Like it was just a shoe that I was like, Oh, that's nice. I would wear that. Like, that's cool. But it was just that, like, how did that make you feel that you, you didn't have the opportunity to get it? And it was like, not good. Like, you know, and I, again, I've, I've never gone after a woman's sneaker, like for, for myself, you know, like, again, it's not really possible, but you know, it was kind of one of those, like, I was really taken back by that and going, I did not feel good not being able to get that. And, you know, I know from working sneaker retail that a lot of times there's gaps between men's and women's size, like there's gaps that are just not ever addressed that, you know, that probably happens 40, 50, 60% of the time with sneakers for, for, for ladies. So I was really kind of moved by that because it, it sucked. And to, for that to be something that you really wanted, like if we're talking, if, you know, like uh, the satin SBBs is a grail for you or any of the Lady May pairs that she's done, like anything like that, right? And you weren't able to get them, that would be, that would suck. Yeah, welcome to our whole world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nope. I mean, and just in general, like nobody likes to be excluded. It's just, a, it's a shitty feeling, right? And I think females, especially in this male dominated industry is, you know, this is something that happens constantly and, you know, brands need to do better, you know, just even just as consumers, right? Like you just need to make yourself heard that, you know, we're not just here to just buy whatever you throw at us, right? Like we are part of the market too. And, you know, we have needs and, you know, there are certain pairs that I would like to see women have, right? Like it's not just whatever you have left over. And I, I think there's definitely ways for brands to be inclusive. I think Alan Manier last year was a really good example of a way that they were inclusive to both, to specifically women first and then men. If you wanted an Alan Manier 3, when it first came out, it was not hard to get. And even if you had to go resell, it was, they were available pretty cheap. Like I, mm-hmm. I wasn't looking to the smaller sizes, but I, from what I remember, it was, they were available and they were not that much over retail because there was a ton of pairs and there was multiple drops. So resale never really got that high at the beginning, right? If you want to do it inclusive like that, that's fine. But I love the idea that women got first crack at that pair. Like it was, a, it was designed for women and they got the first crack at it. 
Yeah, I truly believe they raised the bar in terms of releases for, especially for like a women's exclusive. Like no other brands have really stepped up the way that Ama Manier did. So I really appreciate that. I have my pair of threes and I'm so happy to have them. I don't have the rest of them, but that's all right. Yeah, and, and you know what? I think, you know, Ju, you had a great story too because wasn't there a group of females that helped you get that pair as well? So I think not only did you end up getting your pair eventually, but there was a group of ladies that were, they were looking out for you. They, you know, they made sure that you got that pair too. Yeah, so I'm part of Soul Savvy and... Like, I'll be honest, initially I was like, okay, yeah, I like them a lot, but I'm going to pass. And so like the first round of release, um, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll help people get their pairs. And I wasn't able to. And then the more people posted photos, the more I wanted them. And I was like, oh my God, okay, like they're restocking. Let me try. And then um, I guess by that time, everybody had their pairs. So they were like, okay, like let, let us help you. And I think I had like two or three women from the Soul Savvy group. Mm -hmm. who helped me out and they all hit all for me <laughs> oh wow so, yeah so i purchased one and the others were able to kind of you know like i guess pass it off to somebody who also wanted it mm -hmm. and i think i also had like a guy who was like hey like i hit it in your size like do you want it i was like oh my god like i'm so overwhelmed by the support of the community because at that point i was like yeah, I, I, like i need them really badly <laughs> now it's like that fomo feeling you know yeah so yeah, like I, I shared that pair just because like it's, you know, like the, the story behind the design is great, but also it meant a lot to me that people were genuinely trying to help me out to get a pair for retail. Like none of them were trying to sell for, you know, like over the retail price. So that was a really cool, cool thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, when I when I heard that story, I just thought it was so awesome that, you know, there's other females out there that are helping, you know, their counterparts get uh, get pairs that are designed, you know, specifically for them too. But I mean, I guess while we're on this topic, are you know, do you, uh, Mo or, or Taylor, do you have any like cool stories like that that you want to share in terms of, you know, pair that uh, in your collection that kind of means a lot to you? Just, you know, pair that, um, it doesn't have to be a women's pair. It could just be, you know, something, a cool story that just kind of makes you feel like, I feel fierce when I wear these sneakers. For me, it's the Serena Williams off-white blazers. I mean, I don't have a story like that. I wish people would help me get things at retail. <laughs> Basically, what I have to do at SneakerCon is like, please, can you give me a better price? Because I'm actually going to wear them. I'm not trying to <laughs> resell them from you. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, as you were mentioning, Serena Williams, she's like my favorite athlete. So I love like anything to do with her shoes, like the off-white collab especially is like one of my favorites. Yeah, she's got some super dope pairs too. And, and that's kind of sad that like to get a pair at a decent price, you have to basically beg someone to give it to you at a better, better price because you're going to wear it. Why, why, why should you have to be having that conversation? Because I'm sure the people that you're buying um, off of are probably not other female collectors, right? Nope. They're always males with their giant inventory, always with the small sizes, but only in the U.S., obviously. Like, it's mm -hmm. so hard to find anything here, like in men's small sizes, especially. Because the, so. the, the quote-unquote bay sizes are the money sizes, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and in terms of stock, too, I think it's just... There's so much less pairs of those, I find, you know, I think Taylor, she mentioned she's a five and a half, which, you know, 
very rare size, sorry, size five. You know, those are very rare sizes to find in these, um, you know, sought after pairs too, right? So I'm glad you were able to get the pair. You know, Serena definitely has a lot of, you know, awesome pairs in her line. So I'm glad you were able to get, uh, you know, a pair that just, and, and you're able to rock it though. Like just, you know, wear it with confidence, right? Which is the best part. But, uh, you know, thank you to the three of you for joining us again for this special, special episode. I know we talked about it earlier that, you know, International Day, International Women's Day uh, is important to women all across the world. But, you know, it shouldn't just be a day. It should be something that we think about constantly, you know, helping, you know, females get the recognition that they need, whether it's, you know, in sneakers or, you know, at school or at work or whatever the case is, you know, there's, you know, there's females all around us so in your life, uh, where, where, whatever the case is, and, you know, just helping them get the shine and recognition that they deserve in whatever facet of life it is. I think that's, you know, really important. And, uh, you know, having the three of you, super influential uh, females, um, not just in sneakers, but just in general, you know, we just absolutely love everything, everything that you guys do. It's just been an honor to sort of talk about these topics with you guys. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you, you having me here, as always. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. It's always fun. Yeah, thanks for having me again. And thank you to you, other two beautiful women. It's very nice to meet you guys. <laughs> yeah, like I think just, you know, if you can think about it, like, if, you know, we're talking about sneakers here. So I think the sneaker example is that, you know, do you need that women's pair? Like, you know, Taylor just talked about those Serena's like, do you really need that Serena pair? I think what just one of two things, if you're a male and you're, you know, buying women's sneakers to resell them, like, that's just, I think it's disgusting. Like, come on, give it, like, give it to the people who, who it's designed for and should have it. Right. It's hard enough for women to get sneakers in their sizing without us buying up all the pairs and selling it back to women for triple the price. Right. So there's one. And I think brands need to do a better job of making sure that women are able to get these pairs without having to jump through so many hoops. I know uh, Make Way Out in Toronto has has started doing raffles where it's only women can enter, right? So it, it's specifically designed for women to get the pairs. And I think that's one of the, like, and I know there's some other companies that have tried to do something similar, but a random sneakers drop of, you know, if we talk about the, the off-white, I think it was the off-white blazers, uh, Taylor, that you got, right? The Serena ones, that doesn't help anyone. Like that doesn't guarantee that a woman, women get the pairs, right? So I think companies need to do a better job of that because I think women have been so underrepresented in sneakers for so many years. And, you know, again, working retail, like I know the grade school trick. I know that, you know, most women can fit into grade school sizes, but why should that have to be the option, right? And there's a gap, like there is a gap between women's and grade school. And I know we talked, we were talking specifically earlier about they don't quite fit this, like they're not quite the same. If we're talking about basketball shoes specifically, the tech is not the same between grade school and men's. Like it is, in a lot of cases, it is significantly different. Taylor, I know you've got quite an extensive, or had quite an extensive collection. I'm sure you had some Kobe's or stuff like that that was, you know, significantly different from a men's pair to a grade school pair, you know. I, I know Jordan's a little close, but not quite, but I know the basketball stuff is usually there's a difference. If I'm picking Kobe eights, they might have the lunar lawn insole in them, but you know, the kid's pair doesn't. So, you know, in my opinion, the lunar lawn insole was what made that shoe. Right. And if you don't have that in the kid's pair, it's not really different than a cheap basketball shoe. So, you know, be an advocate 
for women in sneakers and women in life in general. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, again, thank you to, to all three of you. We appreciate the insights. But, uh, you know, speaking about women and, um, you know, just being more inclusive to women, we've actually partnered up with eBay to do a special contest giveaway this time. And this will just be for the females, just for the ladies out there. So if you are a male, you cannot enter. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> we have a big one, too. So eBay uh, Sneakers and eBay Canada has graciously given us five $500 gift cards to give to our female listeners and the contest will run to the end of the month so the end of March uh, we will run this contest and it's quite simple we want to see the uh, ladies out there post a sneaker non-foot sneaker picture of a pair that makes them feel fierce so we're gonna go you know with the theme of you know what makes you feel confident you know ladies can rock their sneakers too and in most cases they can rock them better than a guy can you know sometimes i see you know guys rocking the amo manier sneaker and you know i've seen juice pictures and she just crushed those you know like so let's have the ladies rock their pairs you know show show us you know how it's done it doesn't have to be a female or women's exclusive pair only. It can be whatever pair is in your collection, but it has to be an on-foot picture. You have to be following eBay sneakers. You have to be following eBay Canada. And we'll have a hashtag as well, which we'll announce in the post. I can announce it now if you want. Yeah, sure. Announce it now, Trev. So it's going to be hashtag in kicks we trust X I W D. Okay. So it'll be, it'll be in the post as well. But yeah, that'll be the hashtag. So um, you'll have to use that hashtag as well so that we can see all the photos. And then we'll just, I don't know if, I, I, don't, I don't think you got to this, Kev, but then we'll just do a random draw for five winners. So that, and then that's the only other thing is that you also have to have an eBay account because the gift card will be deposited into the eBay account. So that'll be the only other stipulation, but not too much, <laughs> not very hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we see, we see these female, we see the females out there posting Super dope picks, on foot picks, you know, the three of you specifically, you know, we've seen a lot of amazing pairs. Um, so, you know, let's just see the rest of uh, you ladies out there post some of your pictures and just let us know. Just rock it. That's all we want to see. We just want to see rock your pairs. Ladies, show us what you got. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, I think that's about it for us. Uh, we'll announce the contest details in the post, but we'll we'll make sure to post this on International Women's Day shortly after we post the episode. There'll be details about how long the contest will run for. It's probably going to be a week or two, I'm thinking. Yeah, it'll be until the end of March. So, um, oh, yeah, a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. yeah, so probably about three weeks then. So, yeah, so all the details will be in the post. So make sure to check us out on Instagram, which we'll talk about in a minute. Or we're not doing shout-outs or anything like that, right, Kev? Uh, no, we don't have to do shout outs. I mean, unless actually, unless you ladies have anything to shout out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go, <laughs> yeah, ahead. Go, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So we've got season three of kicking it with Mo March 9th. Will this be the day after? Yeah. It'll be the day after. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. So when you're listening to this tomorrow, yeah. it'll be March 9th. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. New season kicks off. Awesome. And if you haven't listened to Mo's episode, you can go back. She's episode... Boy, 64? 64 sounds right. Let me pull up all your episodes <laughs> so I can figure this out. You're 64, Mo. Yes, correct. So check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, I, you know what? I just want to shout out the three of you. I mean, like I said earlier, you guys definitely very uh, inspirational. 
to us, which uh, you know made it easy for us to choose you guys uh, as our panel guests. But uh, you know, keep up all the awesome stuff that you guys are doing, man. Like that's basically all. You know, that's my shout out. Is that you know I've I've watched uh, uh, I've seen a lot of the stuff that you guys have done. I've I've watched um, you guys just grow recently, and um, you know you guys are just continuing to 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 kill it. So keep it up. Yeah, and I mean, like, Drew, I've seen your artwork, but, like, the photos you do in the hat, like, I know you put out some merch, the hats, you did a rug recently, which was, like, very impressive. I know Kev's a big fan of sneaker rugs. <laughs> we talked, we talked recently. Yeah. We'll have to get back into that discussion. Yeah, I know I still owe you a rug. I just need a studio first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I figure when you're ready, you'll you'll get you'll get at me. I know you didn't forget about me, but, yeah, no, shout-outs to, shout to the work that you're doing. And, Absolutely. and Taylor, I think your collection is one of the most impressive I've ever seen. Like I just, the stuff that you have and in the size that you've had to acquire it in is just, it is mind blowing. Like it is very impressive. Like some of the stuff that you've had, you have in your collection in a grade school size or in a smaller men's size, is just blows me away. So very happy to have all of you on. You can go check out all their individual episodes. So Mo was on episode 64. Jew was episode 14. So you're going to have to go a little bit back for that one. And Taylor's going to be episode 67. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it, guys. As you heard, the contest is going to be going on. It should be out shortly after this pod is released. So if you are a female and you're listening to this, make sure you enter. This is much bigger than we've done with any of our other giveaways on just like an eBay gift card. So Make sure you enter. It's, this is a big one. As always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure to use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for a, for a potential feature. You can find me on Instagram at Trevskizzy63. Kev, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, you can also find me on Instagram, Kevin K. Man. Jew, where can they find you? JewberryMTL on Instagram. And Mo, where can they find you? You can shout out your YouTube as well while, you, while you're doing this. Yeah, at this is Mo with a zero on Instagram and Mo Ventures on YouTube. Yeah, awesome. And Taylor, where can they find you? At Tlins on Instagram. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you doing this panel. Guys, everyone stay safe and be well. We will see you all next week. Mm-hmm.